Hey, good afternoon. Welcome into the weekend recap brought to you by True Sun Exteriors and Interiors as it has been every Monday since I think the beginning of September. We are now in mid-December approaching National Signing Day or the early signing period, I guess. I still call it National Signing Day because that's what it used to be. That's what it might be in the future. We'll talk some about that. We'll talk briefly about Missouri basketball. Breaking news, we're not firing a coach today, um, so we're going to answer that question up front. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the other stuff with Mitchell Forty momentarily, but uh, one last time, want to remind you guys that our partner for this show all season long, all year long, has been True Sun Exteriors and Interiors. You can get in touch with them online at truesunexteriors.com. You can call them at 573-442-9272. It's the perfect time to schedule some home improvement work, stuff you need done around your house because they're starting to fill up, I'm sure, for the spring. So if you want things to look nice when you know you can have people over and do things outside again, you need to get on their book now again 573-442-9272 true sun has been voted the best uh company for home improvement in the columbia area by inside columbia magazine in 2021 i feel confident they will be right in that discussion and probably win it again in 2022 so if you need things done around your house get in touch with true sun exteriors and interiors and want to thank them for being a part of this show all year long I know that the people at True Sun are disappointed that this is our last episode. I know Mitchell Forty is very disappointed that this is our last Monday show. So um, over the next few minutes, Mitch will get his uh, any parting shots he wants in on this show, but probably won't be too harsh because, like, he still has to talk to you guys. So, so Mitch, save any shots for the end, man. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's the last re weekend recap for a while, but it's not the last time I will talk to our wonderful YouTube audience. So, I, uh, yeah, it, it, you all will hardly notice the difference, I would guess. So, um, I we'll talk, I, I think we'll talk mostly recruiting and National Signing Day and stuff like that. And uh, if you guys have questions, please put them up in the uh in the comments section, and we will certainly get to those over the next little while while we're hanging out. We will start with... Uh, whatever happened in Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday. And unfortunately, like I've said, it wasn't that Missouri lost by 37 points. It was that really it wasn't at all a surprise that Missouri lost by 37 points. I mean, I wrote this morning, the most discouraging thing to me was for like 10 minutes of that game, that was about as well as Missouri's played all season. And they still lost by 37 points. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially on the offensive end for, yeah, about the what first 12 minutes of that game, Mizzou was playing well. I mean, Javon Pickett hadn't missed a shot. They were three or four from three. They scored, I think it was like 23 points maybe in the first 12 minutes, which like is what they usually score at a half against bad teams. I mean, all season. So yeah, they were playing well on the offensive end, but defensively Kansas got whatever they wanted. And, and I mean, just really the, the long and short of it is Kansas looked just so much more talented. And that's the second time this season we've seen Missouri play a high major opponent, you know, Florida State and Kansas. And it, I mean, it really looks like they're playing a team from like the Atlantic Sun or the Sun Belt or something. Like it just does. It, it, it doesn't look like those two teams are playing at the same, you know, level of competition. And so that's, 
I mean, that's a huge problem. That's the biggest, you know, that's the biggest problem you can probably have. It's not like, you know, oh, this guy's turning it over too much. We can fix that. You know, I don't see how you fix that during the season. And that's why we are at the situation where we are um, with the discussions around the team. So you think that's a problem considering all Missouri plays the rest of the year are high major teams? (laughs) It's less than ideal. I mean, (laughs) since they're averaging a 30-point margin of defeat against their two high major teams so far, it doesn't make you extremely optimistic. And look, I I truly do understand people who are like, could we talk about this less? I get it, but it's December. This is what you talk about. I mean, we're going to talk about football recruiting and we'll do that, but there's like six kids and, and we don't know exactly what they're doing. Basketball is going to be covered at the University of Missouri. And it's just, I mean, if you don't want to read it, if you're tuned out, I get it. Everybody certainly seems to be tuned out. I think the uh, crowd at home games the rest of the year will indicate everyone is tuned out. Uh, And trust us, we would like to be able to write something different about this team. It would be really fun to not go and be able to say six minutes in, well, cool, I'm going to start writing my story because we know what's (laughs) happening. But that's the situation we're at. And um, we're going to take our first question, and and I'm going to do it early because – I don't know any other way to say except this is hilarious to me because we were legitimately joking about this while we were talking before the show started that we only really get one basketball question anymore. And Colby asked it today. And Colby, I don't mean to disrespect you. I truly have no idea if you're serious or not. But the question is, is is true? Conzo Martin is getting fired today. It is not true. Um, I mean, look, I guess there are 11 hours left, 10 hours and 54 minutes left in the day. I can't like promise you it's not true, but I can say pretty confidently that Conzo Martin is not getting fired today. I can say even more confidently, somebody will ask us tomorrow if Conzo Martin is getting fired today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, like you said, that's really the only conversation that, that is, is able to be had around this season right now, which is frustrating, but I get it. Like I'm, I definitely am not going to, you know, I don't really care to break down, you know, the ins and outs of why this team has struggled in various ways or whatever. Like I said, it's just the, the players are bad. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I get it, but I don't, I would be stunned if, Conzo Martin is fired before the month of March. I'd be very, very surprised if he's fired before the end of the season. Um, I know that the, there's some complications with the contract and that the May 1st date has, you know, been talked about a lot. I I, I would not be surprised if, if this is the way that the AD goes, which is not a hundred percent guarantee by any means that, you know, they find a way to, to work it out so that there's a separation or are able to bring in a, a new coach or start searching for a new coach well before May 1st. Um, but like it, it, I just don't see any reason or any any likelihood that it's going to happen in the coming days. Yeah, I mean, this is December what thirteenth. I mean, yeah. it is possible if that's the way this goes that in you know February or something like that, with like five games left, it somehow leaks out that hey, Consul Martin and Missouri have agreed that they're done at the end mm-hmm. of this year. But it is December 13th. There are 21 games left in the regular season. It is not happening yet. You know, right. Colby did clarify that he is he was joking. So I appreciate okay, that, well, Colby. Appreciate but that. <laughs> but again, as we've said, it is difficult to tell sometimes because yeah, well, I, because I mean we've gotten that question seriously a lot, and there's like a nine-page thread on the board right now about it. So <laughs> yeah, so again, it, it's hard to tell sometimes. But look, that's uh, we'll take one more question about basketball, and then we'll move on because I mean we've already spent seven and a half minutes talking about it, and that's about more than I 
can do, honestly. But the Magic Man wants to know what's the real and true deal with the Browns and Conzo Martin, and what did Christian Brown say to the coach? So there were two things I found interesting about this on Saturday, and I and I don't think we talked about it when it happened, but early on, I mean, Christian Brown legitimately looked like he was going to score every Kansas point for for a few minutes, and at one point he scored. And he ran back down the floor, and he looked over, and he kind of screamed. And my first thought was, holy crap, like he's screaming right at Conzo Martin. But I thought, well, we're like 100 yards away from the court. Maybe he's not. Maybe there's – I don't know. But it sure looked like he was screaming directly at the Kansas bench when he – or at the Missouri bench when that happened. Yeah. Um, and, and like he was asked about it after the game and he didn't really like deny that he was yelling at the bench. He was just like, yeah, no, I was fired up, like lots of respect for them and for for Coach Martin, blah, blah. But he at no point did he say and he even said something about like I heard people think I don't play with passion or something like that. At no point did he say like, oh, no, I wasn't yelling at Kanto. So, I mean, I think he kind of was um, as far as the real and true story, like, you know, it's just one of those things where I, I don't know that anyone knows outside of like maybe the, you know, immediate parties involved because these things get twisted and you hear all sorts of like rumors and stuff like that. But basically, Parker Brown, of course, Christian's brother was on the Mizzou team for the last three years. Richard of the first year played sparingly over the next two. And it wasn't a secret that his family wasn't super thrilled about his playing time. I mean, there was, you know, family members spotted and heard yelling at the Missouri bench during home games. Um, I, I don't know if that has carried over and his brother is now taking on his cause. Obviously, Parker is gone. He's now at Santa Clara. Um, it could have been it could have been any number of other things. It could just be that that's what Kansas and Missouri do when they play each other, because those two teams, you know, they don't love each other. And Christian Brown did grow up in the middle of the rivalry. Obviously, you know, he, he talked about it. He grew up a Kansas fan and a family full of Mizzou fans. So. Um, I don't know, you know, what all there, there was to it. I, I actually, I would, I told you after the game, I was hoping he'd be even a little more antagonistic after the game. Cause I think he's the perfect villain for this series. You know, obviously family ties on both sides, uh, you know, guy who's going to be in college for a few years is, you know, just kind of a guy that I think the other team's fans would like to hate. I was hoping after the game, he would like stir the pot a little bit more. Hey, well, and I know Vahe Gregorian did talk to Parker and Christian's mom after the game and. She basically said, hey, he feels like his brother didn't get a fair shot and he's protective of his brother. And that's fair. I, I mean, look, whether you agree with that or not doesn't really matter. Of course, his family's going to have his back and think that. Now, I don't really want to get into if the way they've gone about that has always been the way that it should ideally be handled. But I also can't say without question that Conzo Martin has handled that all correctly. I don't know. But I think it's fair to say that if there were another Brown brother, that he would not play for Conzo Martin and he would not play at Missouri. Um, Conzo was asked about Christian yelling and the family dynamics. He was very, very complimentary of Christian, said he's a good player, all that, and then just said, I don't know the family dynamics. I mean, I think he probably does to some extent, at least as they relate to how the family feels about him. Um, but they are not going to be having Christmas dinner together. Let's let's put it that way, right? And that's understandable. Every family thinks their kid should play more than he does, you know, and, and it just is what it is. It's, I think, probably not great that we now have social media and let, the, let it frequently play out in public, but hey, whatever. Um, you know, if, if my kid was a, a college basketball player and 
I didn't think he was playing as much as he should. I might mess up and tweet about it a few times too. So that's the way it goes. Um, that's all I have to say about basketball unless, Mitch, you for some reason want to go further than 12 minutes and 36 seconds about it. No, not really. Um, Gonzo's not getting fired immediately. The team's not good enough. I enjoyed Allen Fieldhouse. Everyone's going to get mad at me for saying that. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. So let's go on to football and National Signing Day is coming up. And, and kind of one of the interesting storylines here is the coaching staff. Casey Woods gone, uh, offensive coordinator at SMU. Kyle wants to know if there will be any more coaches that will leave. Rumors about Fletcher and Looper potentially. Now, first of all, let me say that usually this doesn't happen until like after bowl games, right? It's like mid-January at the coaches convention before most of the movement happens. So yes, there still could be more. We don't know anything specifically. And this is part of the frustration of trying to cover things these days because it is important. Like people pay for sites like ours to know what's going on. And it is important to, if something is going on to, to keep people abreast of that, but also like there aren't really rumors about Fletcher and Looper other than I had someone tell me, hey, you know, Fletcher is a guy that Brent Venables could potentially look at at Oklahoma. Did not say he was looking at him. Didn't. So I just posted, hey, nothing's happening here. It's just something that down the road we could potentially keep an eye on. And then Carl Reed tweeted that uh, Curtis Looper was – one of the top candidates for um, Tony Elliott as offensive coordinator at Virginia. Nothing has come of that. Like that was on what Friday? I want to say uh, Thursday or Friday. Thursday yeah. or Friday. It is now Monday. We, we have no indication. Uh, you know, I, I, in all honesty, did message Curtis Looper to ask him about that. Did not receive a response. Did not expect to receive a response. Um, but had to at least ask. Um, but. These things get put online, and then they just kind. Of, and I'm not saying Kyle that you are, but they frequently become accepted as fact. I have zero idea, and I'm not calling out Carl Reed. I don't know what he knows, and I don't know who he talked to, but I, I don't really have any proof that Curtis Looper has been approached by Tony Elliott. Is a candidate? Advert? I have no idea. But these things get out there, and then they take on a life of their own. Right. And it is hard to know what's speculation and what's actually informed. And so, yeah, it's just kind of part of the deal now, unfortunately. I, I know Looper was actually also linked to something else. I want to say maybe it, it was Colorado State. That was in a different yeah. Carl Reed tweet. And like two days yeah. later, Colorado State hired somebody. I don't even remember. Who. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. So, you know, it basically the bottom line is like. Staff turnover, you know, at the assistant level is going to happen every year. We've already seen some of it at Missouri. It would not be surprised at all if it continued in, in you know, one or two more guys. Um, and, you know, so it's it's natural to, to speculate. But as of right now, we have no reason to believe that. I know that uh, Curtis Looper spent a good portion of this morning tweeting about Tyler Beatty because he quote tweeted my tweet about him being a second team All-American and said he got robbed. And I saw him do the same for several others. So, like, I don't know. seems like he's at least engaged at Missouri for the moment. <laughs> The truth of it is, it's good if coaches get hired away. Like, as long as the head coach is staying, it doesn't really matter that much. Like, yes, right. there might be a kid here and there that's like, well, hey, that was the position coach I was going to play for, and now I don't. There, there might be one of those or two of those. But overall, they're coming to play for the head coach, and 
hey, guys are going to leave. And Eli Drinkwitz gets paid $4 million to know who he's going to call if that does happen. I mean, you want your guys to get promotions um, because that means you have good coaches. And then you want them to, to go out and go to other schools. You want to have a coaching tree. If you've been a head coach for any length of time and you don't have a coaching tree, it probably means you don't have a very good coaching Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you know, when you're talking position coaches, it just, it just doesn't make that big of a difference. I mean, no one knows this. You, you've mentioned this before. No one guy knows a specific technique that no one else understands to make their position the best. You know, they may be varying degrees of recruiter, but the, the recruiting ultimately, especially with Eli Drinkwitz's case, with how engaged he is in that, that's going to fall mostly on the head coach. And so really the only coach on Missouri's staff who it like, you know, is significant if they have to replace is the defensive coordinator right now. And so that, obviously that is not going to happen this offseason or it certainly doesn't appear likely to happen this offseason right uh cam cameron wants to know this weekend was a bit underwhelming no and he is obviously talking about uh football recruiting yes the basketball was it was whelming um <laughs> you know neither neither <laughs> over nor under but um in football recruiting look i do understand i mean this was we thought this was going to be 15 to 20 kids on campus and it wasn't it was 11 i think with with just two uncommitted visitors so that part, yes, I understand. That's kind of another situation where, hey, we try to keep you guys informed. Now, had you never expected 15 visitors and ended up with 11, you would have been like, look at all the kids that are on campus. That's cool. But, you know, um, hey, that's what we were hearing, so that's what we were telling you guys. Um, it's a little, yeah, it's a little underwhelming as far as the weekend, but you still wake up two days before signing day with Missouri ranked number 16 in the country and recruiting with the potential to add somewhere between two and six more, at least three-star and above ranked kids, which I think should almost certainly keep them in the top 20. So we joke all the time about frequently during the year, like they'll go through a run of getting four or five commitments in, you know, two weeks. And then two weeks later, people are like, geez, it seems like everything's dead. Well, there's only 25 spots in a class. Like, by simple math, you can only average one every two weeks. So, um, I, I understand maybe this weekend is a little underwhelming, but you have to look at the the big picture. And a lot of the kids who maybe were going to visit and didn't this weekend still might because some of these kids are getting moved back to January for various reasons. You know, some of them might be transfers that just couldn't make it in. So, just because they didn't visit here this weekend does not mean they won't visit here. Right. You, you touched on the point I was going to make, which is just that, like, this is really just a product of having a, having a limited number of spots. Um, you know, I mean, Mizzou has, has what, 15 commits in this class. And, you know, they have they're limited. And then by the scholarship count, we've always said we don't think they're going to take many more than 25, maybe a couple more. But also they have to they, they couldn't take all of those at once because they have to have a few guys transfer out. They have to see what whether some of these seniors are going to come back. You know, you have to wait on the always you're going to wait on, you know, hold some spots for transfers. So they were never and I think Eli Drinkwitz even said at the start of the football season, they were never going to go much over you know, 16 to 18 guys um, by the, you know, by the early signing period. And so because they had a lot of those guys committed early on in the class, there just wasn't going to be a ton more they could add. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I think people just get a little spoiled with how well the staff has been recruiting and like, oh, every weekend, every time there's a big official week visit weekend, there's going to be like this bombshell person on there. And like they even, you know, was a, a significant visitor in uh, Pancake Hunter, who is significant, not just for his name, but an Oklahoma decommit offensive lineman. But yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like, you know, a, a parade of people on there, but you still had Luke, Luther Burden on campus. You still have this classes, 
you know, currently the, the highest rated in Missouri history for that second, second year in a row. So I can see why that was the perception. We expected that, honestly. But I also think that, you know, there's there's there will still be a lot of optimism and excitement around this class when it gets announced on Wednesday. Yeah. And along with Hunter and uh, Zion Young was was on campus this weekend. Um, we are keeping an eye on Jeffrey Mba. And I don't even know if that's how you say his name, but I assume it is. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and DJ Wesselak who are going to be announcing Wesselak is going to be announcing in Boonville on Wednesday. I'm fairly confident we can follow that one. I'm not real sure how we're going to show, how we're going to follow an announcement on French television on December 19th to be quite like I anticipate a Twitter alert from Jeffrey Imba at like, I don't know, you know, two 30 in the morning. Yeah, that's going to be one where uh, we're probably going to have to just wake up and get to that. Because, yeah, I was just about to say, A, I don't know how we would find this uh, TV stream or broadcast. B, certainly would not be able to understand the words. I would hope he has some sort of, you know, hats or shirts or something. But I'm assuming that Mizzou is still Mizzou in French, right? Auburn would still be Auburn in French. I could understand that word. Probably true. But if it was just thrown into the middle of a French sentence, I might not be able to pick it out, frankly. I mean, I, I expect he would have like a hat or something. But also then, yeah, I, I was not going to volunteer to be the one to uh, watch it at 3 a.m. That That's, yeah. that's probably. I, I don't know fun. how many hours ahead France is. I think it's like maybe seven or eight. I may, by the way, lose power here pretty soon. Something's not working with my charging. So we're going to have to have to end this uh, prematurely in a couple minutes. But um, Tyler Wynn wants to know how many quarterbacks you expect to take a snap during the bowl game i'll I'll set the over under at two and a half which way would you go under under for sure i i would i would wrestle with it a little bit at one and a half just because i mean like we i don't know we've seen that eli Drinkwitz usually once he has this guy he wants to start he doesn't deviate a lot and i guess i you know if maybe if you have like michael wilson take a trick play snap that 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 could change i wasn't really accounting for that um, but I definitely don't think all three of Bazelak, uh, Cook, and Macon play unless, like, whoever starts out of that group gets hurt and then maybe they rotate the other two guys or something like that. But Drinkos did say yesterday there's still an open competition between all three guys. I, I personally would be would be surprised if all three played. I think all three play, and I don't really have any basis for it. Um, I, okay. I think I think we'll see a trick play in there because it's a bowl game and stuff like that, and I, I think the other guys will get a look. Um I don't know what to. I I at this point do not expect a transfer quarterback. Um, I I could be wrong on that. That's my guess. That's not based on, on any information I have. I don't expect a transfer quarterback, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So, uh, Mitch, I got to make sure that I get this all wrapped up and pay the bills before my computer battery completely dies. <laughs> so we're going to cut it a little bit shorter than normal, but we will. Uh, we're going to do the five seven three report on Thursday this week because of National Signing Day. So I will probably talk to you at some point before then. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) All right, have a good one. That is Mitchell Forty. Appreciate him joining us today and all year long. Appreciate those of you who watch joining us. And again, um, got some technical issues that that I've I'm gonna have to shut the live stream down a few minutes earlier than I had planned. So that's why we're stopping early. But also, guys, just not a ton to talk about right now, right? Um, Sean Williams and I will have one more recruiting show tomorrow before National Signing Day. Again, we will do the 573 report on Thursday so that we can get through Signing Day, cover everything for you guys all day long on Wednesday. We'll do the 573 report on Thursday this week. Um, But appreciate those of you guys who have joined us all year long on this show. This is the last one for this year. What we're doing next year, who knows? 
you know, that's a long way away. We will plan that. But uh, can't thank enough the guys at True Sun Exteriors and Interiors, Barry Rowe and his whole team for being a part of this and, and helping us kind of branch out and do some new things this year with our coverage. And hope that you guys enjoyed this all year long. It was a good way to kind of catch up on, you know, clean up things from the weekend as far as football games, basketball games, what's going on, and then take your questions and, and kind of reach you guys in a new and different way. Um, so, Hopefully you found it worth your time. Um, speaking of innovative and worth your time, True Sun Exteriors and Interiors, certainly both of those things. They are going to do everything they can to make sure that your home project is done exactly the way you want it. Uh, they will work with you every step of the way. They'll answer your questions. They'll work through the problems. And look, problems do sometimes arise when you're getting major things done. So, um, you know, a little bit of patience. They're busy. You're going to have to schedule it out a few weeks, but I promise if you get True Sun exteriors and interiors to do the work you're wanting done on your house, you're going to be very happy with the end product. They're big Mizzou fans. They're huge in the local Columbia community, and they do great work. Uh, again, voted the best in Columbia in home remodeling. So you can get in touch with them online at True Sun Exteriors.com. You can also call them at 573 442 729 or uh, I'm sorry yeah 7292 and uh, I don't have the number right in front of me but that is correct so get in touch with them they they've been great for us all year long again true sun exterior just google them find them online um, they are great contributors to our site and a great business here in Columbia Missouri who knows maybe in the next 12 days, you can uh, plan to surprise your wife or uh, or husband with a great home project that uh, is done by somebody else. So would encourage you to do that. Thanks again to True Sun. Thanks to you guys watching. Do me one more favor. Before you leave, hit the like button. If you're listening on the podcast, hit the subscribe button. And uh, really appreciate you guys being a part of this. Thanks to True Sun. Thanks to Mitch. I'll be back tomorrow with Sean. We will be full go on recruiting with the early signing period opening on Wednesday. Thanks, guys.